It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the logos, and much more. Now, here's Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Is it hot outside? It feels good. But I always drink water. Stay hydrated. That's a message from Sal and myself. Right, Sal, behind the glass? Well, I got a ton of topics I want to go over. I got Micah in Las Vegas, Nevada, who's going to be covering the Yair Rodriguez-Volkanovsky fight, which I'm excited for. Don't forget today, Matthew Diamond Boy Griego signing autographs at All In Autographs. Make sure you go... Over there, say hey to Matthew. Pick up one of his incredible pictures and get tickets to his fight August 5th at Via Hispana. But I wanted to start here because, you know, I didn't know where to start. And I said, self. And self said, huh? I said, I have to ask, is this gentleman that I'm going to mention the greatest of all time regardless of sport? But I like to have facts. So I wrote a couple things down that I, I normally write nothing, but I had to write this down. This man has ate 76 dogs and buns in 10 minutes and is the 16th time, 16 time Nathan's champion. There's only other one time, other one person I know that's the 16 time world champion, and that was, oh, woo, Ric Flair. This man has eaten 141 hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes. 55 glazed donuts in eight. Pulled pork sandwiches, 45 and 10. Taco Bell, 53 and 10. Hamburgers, 103 in eight minutes. 103 hamburgers. And 121 Twinkies in six minutes. I bring alongside me, you hear him, Monday through Friday. Sam Hauser, always good to have you, buddy. It's always good to see you, Mike. I need a recording of what you said to open the show because I am one of those people that needs to be reminded to drink water. I'm terrible at it. Now, Sam, Joey Chestnut. Yes. Now, the definition of sport, I don't have an actual uh, encyclopedia in front of me or a Webster's Dictionary. None of us do. But sport to me is you keep score. Mm-hmm. There's rules, mm-hmm. right? So I'd have to say professional eating is a professional sport. Would you agree with me? Oh, absolutely it is. So with these credentials, and here's a guy that we, I just said hot dogs to Twinkies. With these credentials, if we do a Mount Rushmore, the greatest of all time, am I going too far to say Joey Chestnut's face should be on the Mount Rushmore, the greatest athletes of all time? I think you're going to get a lot of people that would roll their eyes, but the way that I look at sports, I'm on the same page as you. He's doing something that nobody else, even people who are in the same competition as him, cannot do. Even 16 years, he wins every year, and still nobody can beat him. He keeps setting the bar. He keeps raising the bar that nobody can get to. We watch sports as somebody, as people who we watch them do things that we can't do. That we're fascinated by. And there's people that that keep feeling that there's enough there to put this on every year. Of course he is. My biggest question at this point, and actually before I even get to that, 
he he put himself to another level. He didn't break his record for eating hot dogs, but he is the reason there even was one this year. Everybody else was ready to say, oh, it's raining. Let's pack it in. No, not on Joey Chestnut's watch. So he gets extra credit for that. All the foods that he eats on a on this record-setting path, are they hot? Like, are they hot straight out of the, the cooker hot dogs? Because I feel like that adds to another level of it. If you're eating all those hot dogs and your mouth is burning at the same time because you're just ingesting all this really hot food, I don't know what made me think of that this time more than the other 15 previous years. But if they're, if he's eating food that has temperature added to it too, then give him even another notch for that. Let me just add to this. Some people have said, and I don't know exact numbers because I don't know what eating contests pay. I don't know if you can eat the most Twinkies what that pays compared to Nathan's pays. Sure. Multi-millionaire from eating. Not a bad life. So the salaries, I don't know if it's a salary, but his competition winnings, people have said, is about that. 18,000 calories consumed in 10 minutes. Yeah. 18,000 calories. Yeah. So when they tell me Michael Phelps had 14,000 calories in his diet, I'm talking about the greatest swimmer of all time. This man ate 18,000 calories in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. That's competition right there. So when you talk about 16-time world champion, somebody told me he had won the Pizzone eating contest for Pizza Hut. Nice. I don't want the fact checkers to fact that, but I heard that. And his accomplishments, right? Because they come from all over the world. He, see, he, he's competing against worldwide competition. That's right. In the NBA, there's 32 teams. Okay? But they're not... What I'm getting at is there's somebody who could beat him at any given time, but they don't. And, and in the Nathans, he won eight in a row. Then 15 and 16, I want to believe. Then he won eight more. Yeah. Is so for me. So so now let's get to the Mount Rushmore. Okay. And I've had this conversation all week, and even, there was even one guy who wanted to, to to to. I think he wanted to challenge Micah to a, a oatmeal pie eating contest. I said, listen, I can't go down that road. Right. I said Micah's in Las Vegas covering Volkanovski, Yair Rodriguez. Which and I hope we're going to talk about at some point. We will, but I got to stay on Joey Chestnut because I Please. feel. I feel like this needs to be said. Please. So for me, this is my Mount Rushmore. Gretzky has to be on there. Magic, for me, this is mine. Mike Adams's. You can argue it all day long. Have your own opinion. So I got Gretzky. I have Magic. I have to put. I I, I have to put. Jokovic, the tennis player, and then Joey Chestnut. People are going to think, Mike, what is it? There's competition, there's rules, and no one can beat him. There's strategy, there's preparation. Yes. There's all, everything. I mean, I know we're getting into the thing of what's a sport, what's a game, what's a competition. We're splitting hairs at that point, but all the things, everything checks of what you do beforehand, what you do during. He's not, he, he doesn't care. You're, you're, you're setting the bar so high that you don't even pay two seconds of attention to what's going on around you. You're everybody else is watching you. I, I I can't I can't sit here and tell you that you're wrong, that he shouldn't be on there. 
Because everything checks. Here, here's the thing. Fifth place at Nathan's hot dog eating contest gets a thousand bucks. Sure. Fourth place fifteen hundred. Third place twenty five hundred. Second place five thousand. He took ten thousand dollars, and he probably didn't need lunch or dinner after that. I would hope not. So he saved another hundred eating in New York. The man knows how to save money. I don't know if you intake fifty three tacos in ten minutes. That's a lot of tacos. Think, Sam, I, I've been around a long time. You know, I remember when I played sports, you know, we'd go to the buffet and we think we really knocked out the buffet because we had two meatloafs and two baked fishes and we thought we knocked it out. Not one. You're talking about, listen, 76 hot dogs, man. I, can you even fathom? I don't even think right now, right now, I don't think I could eat three hot dogs. No. <laughs> right? And those are Nathan's. You can go over. I mean, I'll tell you what. One of the best deals, I'll let you out of one of my lunch secrets. Ooh. One of the best deals I get is at Costco. You get a hot dog and a soda pop for $1.50. Oh, yeah. Oh, always. And I'm thinking to myself, $1.50 and you get the soda? But I could only eat one of those. Yeah. Not 76 of them. Even if it was your favorite food on earth, none of us could eat 76 of it. When you And here's the other thing. When you're 16-time world champion, what do you equate that to? Bill Russell's championships? You, you may think I'm just completely out of that. Serena's, what does she have? 23 Grand Slam yeah. titles? I mean, are we... Comp- like, do you compare that to that? I don't know if we can. No, I don't think we can compare those. You know, you could throw in Tiger's Tiger or Jack's majors in there. But the four people that you mentioned, uh, name the four again that you put on your Mount Rushmore. Uh, Gretzky. Yep. And Magic and Bird. If, if you could split one, I'd have Magic and Bird because that's the era I grew up. Right. So Magic, Bird, Jokovic, the tennis player, Gretzky, and Joey, and Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. And the, the, the commonality between those four is they all changed their sport they all they all set a bar for their sport that nobody had ever seen before i mean Jok- uh, novak Djokovic hits the ball as hard as anybody and wins as much as anybody obviously wayne gretzky is i mean the, if the we great were one. If the, the great one if we were going to do a mount rushmore that just had one person on it he would be one of the ones that would have a case for it magic johnson changed his position did things at that guard spot that nobody had ever thought to do before nobody could do before and Joey Chestnut. I mean, silly as it sounds, we all have our different views of what a Mount Rushmore should be, but it's four people that changed their sport in a way that nobody else had either before or in a long time. I mean, yeah, we're comparing generations, but trendsetters. And right right next to those faces would be Serena. Of course. Muhammad Ali. Of course. But, you know, you keep going. I mean, there's so You can only have four. Tiger Woods. I mean... I'm done with Joey, Joey Chestnut. I just had to show that his accomplishments are enormous. And I don't think, I think we just look at it as, hey, the hot dog eating contest is on. Now, ABC or ESPN, one of them aired it. Right. So that tells you the magnitude of what he's accomplished. The guy who's been the ring announcer or the hot dog announcer with that hat. Oh, it's great. Isn't that perfect? And then they have a following. You know, like in tennis, they'll wear the tennis ball on the head. 
No, no, they all wear hot dogs on the head. And the fans, so the fans now have bought into this. Like, there's fans for this. There is, yep. Absolutely. And he's he's a trendsetter. He is. He's Joey Chestnut. Let's continue. The UFC, Micah's out there, International Fight Week. But for me, what I've been wanting to see is Volkanovski and Rodriguez. Of course, Rodriguez used to train in Albuquerque, spent a lot of time in Albuquerque. Volkanovski's been on the show. Shout out if you're listening. But this one has the making to be one of the best fights of the entire year, Sam. You know, we're, we're talking about pushing other athletes to a place that they didn't have to go before until Joey Justnet came around. I, I mean, Styles, this one really fits into Styles make fights, right? Yair Rodriguez is going to really make Volkanovski have to go win this fight. A lot of times you'll see the guy that has the championship belt or you know the fighter that has the championship belt, you'll see him go out there and, and they'll put up a fight because they have to, but I, it's, it's so much easier to hold on to the belt than it is to actually lose it. Like You have to try. When you're the champion, you have to try, if it goes to the judges, to lose that belt. Rodriguez is going to make Volkanovski have to go fight and retain his belt. That's what I'm really excited for for this fight. I agree. And not just that, but but you look at Yair Rodriguez. He's 15-3. and three. He's a black belt in Taekwondo. That's a different style for Volkanovski. Right? He's a hitter. He beats Brian Ortega by TKO. Josh Emmett in his last fight. Lost to Holloway. So he's won his last two fights. Great momentum going into this fight. And Volkanovski, right, is this must-win? Yes, for him. Sure. If Rodriguez wins, it changes the game a little bit. So this has all the makings of a fight that is must-see TV because they're both going to bring it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So we did have fireworks, which I thought, 4th of July, happy birthday, America, the greatest country ever. I have to say there's going to be fireworks in Las Vegas for this one. No question there is. Absolutely. And you got two title fights for this pay-per-view. Of course, that's the that's the main event. There's something about International Fight Week. I mean, the, the, the fighters get up for that. It's the whole pageantry of it all. But that fight is going to be, uh, th- that has fight of the year potential. Absolutely. All, Alexander Volkanovsky, 25-2. and two. Congratulations to Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo. Jens Pulver all getting inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. I'll tell you what, Anderson Silva may be the greatest mixed martial artist ever. There's an argument. I mean, it could be John Jones. It could be Anderson. It could be St. Pierre. But I would say John Jones just because of what he's, his scope of work, incredible. But Anderson Silva, congratulations. Now, I want to stay in Las Vegas, Sam. Okay. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see the sphere that they built out there. I did. Is that incredible? I, I love it. I will say now, so I was there about a month and a half ago now, and it wasn't, I don't know if they hadn't done anything with it yet. It was still pitch black. It looked like something out of Star Wars at the time, especially when you see it at night and you can see the outline of the sphere. I've seen pictures the last couple of days of what they've been doing with it. I don't know how much it costs, however much it costs. It doesn't matter. It was money well spent. Two, $2.3 Fine. Look at what we spend on stadiums now. At least that, you know, everybody can go enjoy and go oogle at. 
even if you don't like sports. Well, I thought the fireworks show that they did on the sphere was cool. Now, the question is, is that a distraction? When you're driving and you're looking at the sphere, that could distract you because it's incredible. It could. If, if you're driving down the strip, if you're driving down that way anyway, you're going so slow that if you still hit something, that's pro- that's your fault anyway. Now, U2 is going to open up the sphere. Nice. What a band to open up the sphere, right? Like, like who would have the magnitude to open up a $2.3 billion stadium? And they're going to play basketball in there, from what I hear, and other sporting events. Wow. Okay, so I didn't see it up close to know that it was that big, but... 18000 that, to sit in there. Wow. Right. That's so, epic. Okay. Yeah, how cool would that be? I mean, it's Vegas. You got to do it up. So you figure a couple boxing matches, maybe a couple MMAs, some great concerts. Like, I'd want to see Bruce Springsteen in there. On the 4th of July. Like like a Bruce Springsteen would have been playing inside and the Sphere was doing their thing outside. I, that would have been good. Just shooting out fireworks and born in the USA at the uh, same time on, on Tuesday. You want to talk about something with a retractable roof. Imagine that thing having a retractable roof. It'd be amazing. You'd sit on top of the, the, the which I, I, I love this to death. They call the Ferris wheel the high roller. Yes. It's so adorable. You could sit on top of that and look in to this retractable roof sphere, whatever's going on in there. Why not, man? Just whatever. That's the beauty of Vegas. Whatever your imagination can come up with. Yeah. Vegas, I appreciate you. The listeners in Vegas, shout out to you. Let's stay in Vegas. Okay. Not only is the Summer League happening, the Las Vegas Vegas Aces, the reigning defending WNBA champions, are looking like they're going to repeat. The NBA Summer League's taken off over there. And somebody, I I, I don't want to go down this route, but I think after what I heard this week when somebody told me, Mike, Victor Wembeyamba will be better than uh, LeBron, will be better than Jordan, and will put up... Wilt Chamberlain like numbers. And I said, maybe in year three, maybe in year five. I don't think I want to have that conversation right now in a preseason NBA Summer League game. But if he, after watching the highlight reel, I could see him getting 56 points. Hey, Sam, did you see Wimbaamba last night? He went for 67. I could see that. I could see the numbers... Because of his ability when he gets the ball, it's almost like he's it's almost like you get an apple and you put it in your basket. Right? You know what I mean? When yeah. you're shopping and you have those little baskets and yep. then you grab a green chili dip and you put it in your basket. It's almost like he's so tall with that with the reach that when he puts the basket, it's almost like, okay, I grabbed an apple off the top shelf and now I'm gonna put it in the basket. So I could see 50, 60 point games and maybe even averaging. Close to 50, not year one, not year two, maybe year three. I don't think I'm ready to go there as far as averaging that many points. I don't think we ever see that again. I know everybody wants to do the wilt. I think if he averages a triple-double for the season, which is, that's realistic. If he averages a triple-double and tailors his game the way that we've seen, you know, what Jokic is doing in Denver, that's still, if he does that year over year, like, here, here, like this is where I'm at with 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 women Yama. I think we're setting ourselves up for disappointment, and I know that's a glass, you know, glass half empty pessimist kind of thing. But I just think we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. Where if he doesn't have these sixty point games, 
we're going to feel like, oh, he's a bust. Oh, it's a disappointment. Like, we're setting ourselves... There is such a thing, while there are still human beings and not artificial intelligence playing sports, there is still a place of setting the bar too high. I think if if it's a triple-double, if it's 30-20-10, night in, night out, or, you know, whatever, 35-25-15, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Night in, night out, he does that for seasons, and he's winning MVPs. He's going to fit the bill of of what we want him to be. Because, I mean, LeBron doesn't do triple-doubles for a season. He's still going to be, he can still be statistically better than the guys we want him to be better than. But I like your I like your example though, especially as somebody who can never grab something, grab the al- the apple like that. I'll never forget the first time seeing Shaq in person and just jaw hit the floor of somebody can be that big, play basketball, and just yeah. I, I mean, everybody that plays basketball is cute, and Shaq's just up here. He's got the ball. He's holding it. Everybody like he's playing out on the schoolyard. If, if we get to see that on a regular basis, it's gonna be what we want Victor Wembanyama to be. Here's the other thing, Sam, which uh, as I'm talking to this guy, I said the game isn't the way it used to be played. So, again, by year three, he'll have a little weight on him. Yeah. Right? They're not going to be able to level him like they did Shaq, the hack of Shaq and all the other stuff. And everything's going to be flagrant one, flagrant two on this guy. So, by year three, year four, I see 50, 60 points a game. I just do because... If you think about it, right, they sped up the game of football. They sped it up. Yep. Now, now, now the score, 49-43 is normal. Your over-unders, wherever you go, sometimes they're like 59-62. I'm thinking, that's a lot of points for football, but they sped the game up. I think the game of basketball is getting ready to get really sped up. I really do. And baseball speeding up, right? Literally, yeah, with guys like Ellie De La Cruz. Literally speeding up. My son went over to the isotopes the other day, okay? And he got there at 7.35. Yep. Game started at 6.30, I think. Don't quote me on the time. I got you. You see where I'm going. He called me. He said, it's the fifth inning. I said, what time is it? It's already the fifth? He said, I'm in the fifth. About an hour in? About an hour in? Yeah. Game was done like 8.47. And I'm like, "That's, that's good time. Right? Compared to the old days where sometimes you... But I enjoyed sitting there four hours. See, I was that one guy. I think there's a lot of us. But there was those guys that wanted to stay to the last pitch. But the game is speeding up. So I see basketball. Okay, we we in the All-Star games, we're getting, you know, 162 to 149. Right. Whatever. I can see that happening in the next three years in the NBA. Wow. I think it's sped up so much. Everybody can shoot the three now. Wimbayamba's going to take it to another level if he stays healthy. But I told him, I cannot have the conversation where he'll be better than Jordan, better than LeBron. You can't. It's year one, summer league basketball, and you want me to compare to the greatest of all time. I can't do it. Well, and and, and that's also so subjective. We know how subjective that is. If you grew up in the Jordan era, Jordan's the greatest. If you grew up, you know, in my generation, LeBron's the greatest. And it's because, you know, a lot of us didn't see, you know, weren't watching and experiencing Jordan mania as it's happening outside of the pleasure of getting to watch the last dance a couple of years ago. Who's the greatest? It's going to come down to the way that the way that he uses that seven foot three body and does what you're what you're describing. If he can do that now. 
I will say the way that we saw the game get officiated around Jokic this year, I think that might slow, uh, unless there's a complete change in that regard, where you don't take into consideration he's bigger than everybody, so I have to call the game differently. Remember, I mean, remember the end of Cam Newton in Carolina. That's really where his career kind of got to the beginning of the end because he was taking so many hits because officials didn't really he's so much he's this big, bulky, fast quarterback that officials didn't really know how to call penalties against him. And there and I mean, we saw a little bit. I mean, Jokic by the end of these games, he's got scratches on his arm, he's bloodied up because guys have to just swat at him to try to slow him down. And that's probably going to happen with Victor with Victor Wembanyama. And we're also going to start to see more guys that are seven foot that look like Victor Wembanyama that are going to—he's going to have a couple of years to to you know to 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 take over and to dominate. But with you know with with the the Giannis's of the world and the Embiid's, there's going to be more guys that look like Victor Wembanyama that are going to start to neutralize him too. Somebody asked me today on my way in, "Who's better, Wembanyama or Giannis?" I said, "That's that, I don't even want to have this conversation. How about we not talk?" That's what I told him. Giannis. I mean, the kid has not even... Listen, let him get 20 games under his belt. Something, yeah. Let him get some games of an NBA season. Who's better, Giannis or Wimbayama? Okay, well, I'm not... But it's a good path to go down when you think about how skinny Giannis was when he first got there. Good point. If he can can build himself up to look like Giannis, that's when things get interesting. And I think that's what we're assuming is going to happen. It's a good point. Let's stay a little bit farther down the road. But I want to stay on the NBA. I look at the contracts that are being signed. LaMelo Ball over $200 Yep. Halliburton over $200 Austin Reeves, $56 million. Brown, who just won the championship with the Nuggets, 12 points got him $45 million. And then I started to think. And I said, wait a minute. Didn't Messi just get offered $1.3 billion? He did, and he turned it down to go play in Miami. He turned it down. When did these contracts become... Realistic, Like, this is futuristic numbers, right? Because here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to sign Halliburton for $200 million, or LaMelo Ball for $200 million. And then in two years, I'm going to ship LaMelo Ball and hopefully somebody... Perfect example. Let's stay with Lillard. They, Miami Heat, everybody's talking about Miami Heat want Lillard. Okay, but who's going to take Tyler Hero's $120 million? Because is Tyler Hero going to give you in Portland what Dame Lillard gave you? No, he's not going to end up in Portland, and other teams going to have to take him. Correct. My point is, the the numbers are so big. Austin Reeves just got fifty six million. He deserves it. He does. Whatever and the honestly, market bears, he could have got more. I mean, that's actually kind of a team friendly deal for the Lakers. Crazy as it sounds, it's a good point. But when is the two hundred eighty million, the two seventy fives, the three hundred? When does it stop, or does it? That's that's the question, right? We don't know. If, uh, is is the bubble ever going to burst? I mean, we've been asking that question about the NFL for uh, for the last you know ten plus years now. Is the bubble ever going to burst? We haven't got there yet, and I don't I don't want to get there. I mean, look, let these guys. If, if these if somebody wants to pay Halliburton, I mean, Halliburton's a good player. If somebody wants to pay him two hundred million dollars, go get your bag. And and not just that, but 
Let's stay with this. What? I'm going to stay with Brown from the Nuggets. Because this one, I mean, he had a great series. The Nuggets win in five. Bruce Brown representing the University of Miami. Right? And $45 million. So that what this tells me, for you basketball players out there, just know in the NBA, 12 points gets you $45 million. That's, that's what it equates to. Raise your kids to go play non-salary cap sports, parents. Unbelievable. Let's stay in the NBA. James Harden. Philadelphia. He oh, boy. Had, here's, here's my thoughts on Harden. Do you have a shot to get to the finals if you go to Philly? Do you have a shot? Of course. I don't know anybody else. They're talking the Clippers now. I, I don't think that works. I know the Clippers... Balmer just bought the team, what, four years ago? They're building a new a new arena in Inglewood. That apparently has the nicest toilets in professional sports, the nicest bathrooms. But does James Harden bring a championship to the Clippers? No, nah, it's kind of it, it's almost it's kind of sad because I mean Steve Ballmer seems like a, a fun dude to hang around. <laughs> but it's it's kind of seeming like that's where careers are going to die at this point. Paul George, Kawhi. I mean, Chris Paul ended up in Golden State, but the original rumors was that he was going to go to the Clippers. That That's kind of where you go to to go off into the sunset years of your career these days. Here's the other thing. When I, when I look at these contracts and the amount of money that is being spent out there, let's take the Suns, right? They spent a few dollars. Over the salary cap a little bit or not yet. They're going to be, once they're, they fill they're, that they're right bench, there. they're yeah. going to be right there. Yeah. They're not going to win the NBA title. No. And it's a shame because they've been so close, and the, the, we it's become such this two schools of thought. Either I get three guys with a bunch of nobodies, and we're going to hope that those three guys are better than everybody's five and go win a championship, or you look at what... You know what? What these? What some of these other teams are doing? Like, like what the Nuggets have done? What you're getting a couple of really good? You know, you're getting a couple of really good guys. It used to be we have to have a big three, a big two, and a couple of good players around them, and you still have depth, and you can still score. The Nuggets are kind of really telling us the way to win a championship right now. I mean, you have to. Everybody has to stay healthy, but it doesn't have to be three guys and a bunch of nobodies. Let me ask you this. This show's Mike Adams 2.0, 101.7, the team. Sam Hauser's my guest. You can go to the Instagram, at Mike Adams 2.0, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. But let me ask you this question. If Kevin Durant stays in Golden State, are they hoisting their 10th trophy? Do they get to 10 with Durant? On paper, obviously. But you saw what happened the way it broke up. Is they didn't like they got bored. They didn't like playing with each other as much. It wasn't as fun because there there has to be some kind. Of, there still has to be a challenge. Well, the okay, so the band broke up. They did. The Beatles broke up. Right, you had Steph, yeah, KD, Clay Thompson, and Draymond. Is that the equivalent of Paul, John, Ringo? See where I'm going with this. Yeah. Is it the equivalent? Because here's the thing. If KD was McCartney, when McCartney went solo, the wings were great. And George Harrison. Don't think I didn't know George yeah, yeah. Harrison. Yeah. 
When My Guitar Gently Weeps, one of my favorite songs of all time. But if KD is the Paul McCartney, when Paul McCartney went with Wings, unbelievable music. If Steph is the 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 pick a beetle, right? Yeah. He's still great solo because he won more rings. See where I'm going with this? I do. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow along. I'm also just trying to figure out which one of them is Yoko, and I'm leaning towards Draymond. Well, here's the thing. Although maybe now, based on the way it's been talked about and they shipped him out of there, maybe Jordan Poole was Yoko, the way that everybody's talking about him. Well, staying with basketball quickly, they're going to come up with this tournament. They're going to announce it. Yeah, it's uh, going to be in December in Vegas, the in-season tournament. And this tournament, smart to put it in Vegas. I love it. So do I, because now the question I have for you in this tournament, does every team get seeded? How are they playing this tournament? So the way... uh, 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 I don't have explain all th- it soon. Yeah, uh, we've we've gotten some of the basics, some of the preliminary explanations. There's going to be designated games over the course of the regular season that are going to count towards the tournament, right. and then at some point in December, whenever it is, that are actually going to have teams that end up in the tournament. But there's going to be designated games that count towards tournament seedings, or however they're going to make that work. This is great for Vegas, and I'll tell you why. After you play this tournament in the Sphere. Or oh, that's where it should be. And T-Mobile, wherever it's played. Raider Stadium. The Sphere's perfect for that, for the perfect. in-season tournament. That's great. Then what's going to happen is that the Las Vegas, whatever they call their NBA team, that's going to happen. I think Vegas gets an NBA team within three years. Mm. I'm going to say three. I know they want it. And LeBron wants to do it. That's perfect, right? Yeah. I'm excited. But let me ask you this. Staying in sports, because that's what we're talking about. The Oakland A's, do they change their uniform color now that they're in Vegas? They can't be showing up in the green and yellow, can they? Why not? In Vegas? Why not? If, I don't like it. If anything, bring back the elephant, like from the days of the Philadelphia A's. Bring back the elephant on the baseball. Maybe the green because a lot of money's in Vegas. Right? Yeah. The I elephant guess, for the for the circus. I don't know. I don't know. I just like it. Here's the thing. They got to do a uniform change. They keep the A there, right? Well, then do they have to do a name change? Or are they still going to be the A's? You have to. Like the Las Vegas A's. That sounds that has a nice ring to it. It's not the Oakland A's. The Las Vegas Raiders isn't the Oakland Raiders, but it has a nice ring to it. Las Vegas A's. Where are we going tonight? See the Las Vegas A's. Sounds close to aces. Right? That could be good or bad. <laughs> well, you always want to have aces in any card. Oh, of course. I'm just saying two teams that sound too close alike. Let's continue. Is Wimbledon your favorite tennis open? You know, is it Australia? Is it the U.S.? There's something about Wimbledon. Is there it is. the grass court? There is. I also just like saying uh, Roland Garros. It's fun to say. That's, but, that's the French Open. Yes. In Wimbledon, I feel like you're underdressed if you don't have a nice suit on. Oh, Wimbledon, absolutely. Right? Oh, you will be judged. I think at the U.S. Open, you can just wear sneakers and be fine. At Roland Garros, I don't know. Maybe somewhere in the middle. And then in the Australian, I think tennis shoes, nice pair of shorts, and you're good. Right? Maybe yeah. a nice yeah. flannel, 
T-shirt. Yeah. But there's something about Wimbledon, and I don't know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Tell me. It's the only tournament that has a Rolex. There's a Wimbledon Rolex. So you're already setting the standard of you have to be you have to be of this certain I mean you don't have to be of this certain class but you have to dress of this certain class Wimbledon and Rolex it, that that partnership kind of just sets the the stage for how you have to present yourself well, if you're going to be in the presence of that tournament Is it is it the grass court that makes it like you see the green grass court and then there'll be a spot where the shoes are going side to side right but the grass looks meticulous like, how does grass look like that every day? You would think that grass would be spotted up. The same way Augusta does it. it it's th- magic. Good, good point. It's magic. And here's the thing. And money. Here's the thing when it comes to golf. Outside of the Masters. Like, there's no pageantry anymore outside of the Masters. Or is there? So I take it to the waste management. Yeah. I would love to go. It seems fun. Oh, it's great. It's got to be. Part hockey game, part baseball game, part fun. Yeah. Part boxing match. Yeah. It's a golf tournament where you can throw an empty beer cup on the course. Can't do that anywhere else. Let's get back. Can't to even that. touch the sand at Augusta. They'll tackle you and throw you in Augusta jail. I don't know what they have one, do they? On oh, the course, do they have? Uh, maybe not at the course, but somewhere you get you get tackled and taken away. Wow, interesting thought. Let's continue. The Dodgers half game behind the Diamondbacks as we talk. They lose to the Pirates the other night. It was a tough one, nine seven, bottom yeah. of the ninth. It was hard to watch. Yeah, it was hard to stomach. There's been too many of those lately. Nine seven, nine eight. You know, lost a nine eight to the Rockies. Had you know a couple in Kansas City that went sideways. I just want to know why. It's the bullpen, bullpen, the bullpen. There, all the pieces fit together. I mean, this is the magic of sports. All the pieces have to just fit together, and there's something that we cannot grasp or explain that just works. And the Dodgers bullpen had that the last two years. I, they don't have it this year. I don't see it, but I'm hoping. Right, we'll be there. Yeah. Arias finally came back, looked right. like his old self. For sure. Great game. You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Instagram at Mike Adams 2.0. Micah out in Las Vegas. He'll come back next week. He's going to tell you all the fun he had for seven days. Don't forget Apple, Spotify podcast. And I'm happy to have Sam Hauser live in studio today. He does a great job on Team Talk. Him and Joel Neal. That's a long time. I don't think I could spend that long in Vegas. I was there for four days. And by the last couple hours, I could not wait to get home. Like, that was enough. That was enough. It's a lot. That's a it's a lot. It it it's it it's stimulus so much stimulus everywhere. Enough at two in the morning, everything's the same as it is at two in the afternoon. <laughs> like they really do it up with. I'm, I'm trying to remember the, one of the most ridiculous things out there, and I sh- and I should have uh, gotten this ahead of time just because I'm going off of memory. But there was some Italian restaurant on the Strip where they go off of like where 
there's, you know, vinyl records and all these different kinds of, you know, sense, you know, go grabbing all the senses. And like, they really, it, it's it everything that you think of for Vegas. Cause I'd never been before. It was the first time. And I had these visions of how outlandish it was. Whatever you think Vegas is, you're probably right. Have you Seven been in New Orleans? To At New Orleans. No. Okay. Is it it's kind of the same deal? Bourbon Street's pretty incredible. Yeah. Right? Now, I went the day after Mardi Gras. I wasn't there during Mardi Gras, but the day after Mardi Gras. I saw and New I, Orleans, but not New Orleans. And I've been to Vegas many, 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 many a times. But you're right. If you don't have the stamina for Vegas, that could be one or two rounds for you. Now, if you've been to Vegas and you know to pace yourself in Vegas... And you know you're trying to go 12 rounds in Vegas? Yeah. It's all about pace. My buddy that I was with, he he was smart about it. He did, you know, periodic naps throughout the day. A constant <laughs> I can't nap on vacation. Like it's just my my insides will not allow me to nap on vacation. I just have to see everything and then if we got to call it quits after two rounds, What's at least we lived it up. Biggest takeaway out of Las Vegas for you. First time there, biggest takeaway. It's Dis- it's it's Disneyland for adults. The the sheer like I I, I almost can't even put it into words. As somebody this is my job to put things into words and I still like I can barely put it into words. It's Disneyland for adults. The the sheer the the, the gluttony, the the adult version of walking around with a turkey leg in your pocket and going on all the different rides. It's it's over it's 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 a lot. I mean it was fun. We did a bunch. Went to a Vegas Golden Knights game. That was all the hype of seeing all that on TV and the the entertainment value that they put into that lived up to the hype. I mean, it was a great time. But like, if I had to write a, an essay about it, I don't think I could. Let me ask you this: If you're covering sports in Vegas, think about this. You're always going to be busy. Like I talked to Micah two days ago, so I said, Micah, get over to the Power Slap because it's in Vegas right now. Then from there, go see the Aces. Right? Like, there's there's always something going on. Always. Yeah, literally. Always. And now the Las Vegas A's, and now soon, um, I think, an NBA team, and then you have UNLV. It'd be a lot, right? With an open-air stadium. What a great idea that was. They really put a lot of thought into that. Do, do you close where the football team for the Rebels play, Boyd Stadium? Yeah. Or do you... Because now they play in the Raiders Stadium. I mean... UNLV Some football. Some games, yeah. I, I just, they could do something with that stadium over there. Could That's kind of up to the Raiders, too. Like, if 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 the Raiders want to do something that would be, you know, a really cool move for the city and work with UNLV and, you know, give them a decent, affordable rate for a public university to play at Allegiant Stadium, if, 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 if Mark Davis wanted to do something like that, bravo, kudos to them, but... Could also go the other way and be greedy, and if, you know, if you guys want to play at my shiny stadium, let's you know, let's let's talk numbers. It, it could go either way. I mean, it's cool that they play a few games there. It's a fair question because uh, you know, nobody for a while now. I mean, Sam Boyd has come in handy at times, but nobody really knows what to do with it because it's so just it's so out there. And if anybody could find something to do with it, it's it's Vegas. So, yeah. So so let me ask you this: Did you see the NHL draft, the hockey draft, on TV? I I did not. It was in Nashville. It was in Nashville, 
And I thought it was super cool, Sam, and I'll tell you why. The players were in the stands. Yeah. They were sitting in the stands, and then I don't know if it was the ownership group, the team president, and, like, director of marketing, and but when they when they went up to the stage to hand him the jersey, he shook the commissioner's hand, and then there was 20 people greeting yeah. him. Yeah. No, Nashville's doing it upright. I mean, ever, ever since they went to that Stanley Cup and put them in that whole city as a hockey market on the map, now they uh, partnered with uh, Tennessee State to get them. Uh, they're they're going to have a hockey program, the first HBCU to have a hockey program in conjunction with the Predators. Like, they're they're doing it upright. And I just enjoyed the draft. It was different. You know, it was completely different than what we're used to seeing. And I think the NFL draft, moving city to city, the NBA draft, you know, the 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 suits and everything. Now the NHL said, hey, we got to do something a little different. And the baseball draft, I don't think it would be nice if they did something. It yeah. really would. Sam, it's always a pleasure. The time's already gone. It's time up. Don't forget today, Matthew Diamond Boy Griego at All In Autographs. Go get his autographs 11 to 2. Uh, make sure you say hello. Incredible memorabilia in the store. But time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, that place. You, you could spend hours in there and have time fly by in that store, too. Yeah, every time I go, I see something different, right? I like the Axl Rose guitar. That that right there, so. The Axl Rose guitar, I'm good. But, I mean, the magnitude of stuff that's in there is The unreal. one that did it for me was Bobby Knight's chair. Incredible, right? They have Bobby Knight's chair. The red yeah. chair. Yeah. Incredible store. Shout out, Shane. What a pleasure. Good to see you, Mike. It's always good hanging out with you. My main man, Sal, behind the glass. Thank you. To Joe Neal, the president. To you, the listener. Don't forget, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You're listening to, for Alyssa Ryan, Preston John Michael, you're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.